When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today I have Jacqueline on, my amazing life slash business coach. She was is awesome. We've been working together for almost two years now, which is just crazy to say. And today we're going to go over different types of topics. You know, the end in mind is all about creatives and living an untraditional lifestyle. So we want to dive in of how she started her business from her dorm room in Georgetown University. Just such a great story. And also very in alignment for me, which is why when I found someone my same age that looked like Jacqueline, I was like, wow, I definitely want to work with her because she understands how I feel in my business, and she also understands what it's like to be in this space, maybe not at a same level or same age as everyone else, and at times that was intimidating for me early on. So I'd love to start there, and then can you could just kind of tell us, you know, your story and some of those challenges that you faced along the way? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's such an honor. I love working with you. You're amazing, and I'm so grateful to be here. And I can't believe it's been two years. I feel like the time has really flown by. 2019 and 2020 were like an instant. I can't believe we're in 2021. So my story goes back to 2016. I was a junior in college and I landed my dream corporate internship in marketing. And that summer I did the internship. I actually liked it. I didn't have like a horrible experience. It wasn't like it's a horrible company. They actually had a great company culture. And I I met some amazing people that I'm still connected with. And I had a great experience. But towards the end of the internship, towards the end of doing this for a few months, I had that whisper of, this isn't it. 
I was happy. Yeah. The people were nice. I thought that I was rich making $15 an hour at an internship, even though that's in the scheme of things, not a lot of money. But as a, I guess I was 21, as a 21 year old, I was like, wow, I made it. Like mom and dad, I got dinner. And um, yes, I love that. So fun. And even though all of that was great, there was that voice. And I honestly think that a lot of people feel that voice early yes. on in corporate and it's not to shame on corporate. I, I think corporate can be great and it can really be fulfilling for some people and for some people for a season of their life. Like my fiance loves his corporate job. I don't think he'll do it forever, but he loves it right now and it's in his season. And so it's not to shame on it, but if you hear that voice and it doesn't, it's not even anything about corporate or whatever. If you hear that voice about your career, if, if you hear that voice about a relationship, anything, this isn't it, then you know and you might as well listen to it. So I'm the kind of person that listens right away. I live my life by my intuition. Many things that I've done in my life and business are very illogical. And yeah. people can't comprehend them. And I do them anyway. And so yes. uh, I decided that August 2016 that I was going to start a business. I didn't know what. I didn't know how. So I took out a notebook and I would journal business ideas every single day. And one of the problems at the time was that my mindset around what was possible, what business even was, was so limited. So we have this thing where we can only imagine what we've seen, right? What we've seen someone do, that we know someone who owns a company that does X, Y, Z, right? And so most of my ideas were like product-based because I watched Shark Tank all the time. That's mostly what I had seen. Like people invent products and then they scale them and then they sell these product companies. And so all yeah. of my ideas were pretty much product of some sort or like a physical location. Like I had an idea for a grocery store, like things like that. They were very much sort of limited to what I had known was possible. And that was okay. That's where I started. It's not a bad thing. It's just important to keep expanding and be in the environment of people who are doing things that are kind of outside the box. You can see that more as possible. So I decided that at the end of August, when I went back to college, I was just going to pick an idea, the best idea I had. This is important. Because oftentimes people never start. They're in this like brainstorm idea, but they don't actually start. And they really never get closer because you have to fail and learn lessons in order to be successful. And so essentially by not starting, you haven't even started to fail, which means there's like, you're just pushing out your dreams is really what you're doing. You're pushing out your dream life. So you might as well just start. You might as well set a deadline and just go for it. So that's what I did. And my first idea was to make these plates that encouraged healthy eating. And I didn't have the money to create the plates because I was a college student. I was on almost a full scholarship to Georgetown due to financial need. So it was not something where I could just like call my parents and ask them for money or whatever. So I started waitressing on campus and saving up money. And I was able to order the plates with a little bit of help from my parents and my waitressing money, I think like midway through the year. And the plates came, they were overseas. It was this big shipment, it took many months. And by the time they came, I sort of realized that they weren't going to work. Like it was like this whole product timeline of like nine months or something that it actually took to receive them. I sort of already knew because people didn't really want them. They needed a lot of explanation. It was hard to make money selling this like lower priced product when I didn't have an audience and I would need to sell like a lot of plates to be able to support myself. So my first goal was to make $40,000 per year in my business because when I researched starting entry-level salaries for marketing in the Philadelphia area, that was essentially the starting salary. And so I'm like, okay, if I can make that for myself, that would be wonderful. So that was like number one goal. And I realized I'm gonna have to sell a lot of these plates to make that amount of money. I had already invested 10K in the first shipment. 
They were breaking while they were shipping. They, like I said, they made a lot of explanations. So long story short, the plates were an epic failure and I realized it. I knew again, that was like my intuitive sense. Like, how do you know when something's like a failure versus like, you just need to stay committed. I know deep down, I knew that this wasn't it. This was good. This was the starting point. I started to build an audience. I did a Kickstarter and all these things, but this wasn't it. So my next idea was an app. And again, it was based on what I thought was possible for me. So I saw like, everyone has apps. Apps are the thing. Apps make millions of dollars. Like I need an app. Again, it wasn't really thought out much because I didn't really have much else to base it off of. That's all I knew. That's all I saw. I didn't even know what a personal brand was. I didn't know anything about coaching, speaking, anything like that. So I went forward with the app and I raised 20K on Kickstarter, sort of in the process of like knowing the plates weren't working. So I started raising money to build this app because again, I had basically no money. I graduated college. I moved home with my parents. Really grateful that I was able to do that. And the app also became an epic failure. About a year and a half of trying to build it of three different sets of developers. And uh, there were a lot of issues and a lot of reasons why it failed. And it would take like ton of time in this episode, so I'm not going to go into it, but I learned a lot of lessons. And the end of 2018, I was thinking about giving up. I had been doing this for two and a half years, had only really lost money other than like the money I had raised on Kickstarter. Primarily, I did a bit of health coaching here and there. So I guess I did know what coaching was, but I didn't really call it coaching or I don't know. It was very like unintentional to just kind of like try to pay for my gas. And like, I heard (laughs) doing that. So I was like, let me do that. And that was pretty much it. So I was at this turning point in my life where I thought I'm going to give up because this isn't working. I gave it my all and I I should just get a job. I was feeling really frustrated, especially this is when the comparison kicked in. I was seeing some of my friends like, you know, get their own places, get their own apartments and have these great well-paying jobs. And here I am at I guess I was 22 or 23 at the time, feeling like, man, this is never going to work. I'm frustrated. Nothing's going my way. My boyfriend was a year older than me. He had been working in corporate jobs since he graduated. And he's like, I think we should start looking for houses. And I'm like, houses? I don't have any money. Like, how are we going to buy a house? And so just so much stress and frustration with my financial situation that I really wanted to give up. I started doing personal development because I felt like I was at rock bottom and the only way to go is up. And I read in some book, I don't remember what book it was, but I read this question that said, what is working? And the first thing my brain said was nothing is working. Everything is wrong. Everything is failing and it's time to give up. Nothing's working. And I said, no, that can't be true. Something must be working just for the purpose of this exercise. I can still give up on my business. I can still give up on my dreams, but let me just look at it and at least show myself you've done some things. Well, even if they haven't worked out, even if the business is a failure, it's okay. At least for the purpose of this exercise, do it. And then all of a sudden it was like the floodgates opened and everything rushed in. And so clear to me, the thing that was working was speaking, but I had totally ignored it before because I didn't call it speeches. I called them workshops. I didn't get paid for them. They were free, but I was traveling to different colleges and I was giving these talks to sororities about my eating disorder to raise awareness for this app I was building. And while the app failed, the speeches didn't. I would get dozens of messages every time I gave a speech, a workshop, as I called it, from women in the audience who said things like, oh my gosh, Jacqueline, seeing you follow your dreams made me realize that I hate my major and I'm going to change it tomorrow. Or, oh my gosh, Jacqueline, hearing your story of struggling with an eating disorder made me realize that I have an eating disorder and I'm going to go get professional help. And it was just these powerful stories from just me showing up and sharing. 
And I wasn't even that good at speaking. I remember the first time when I decided I was going to be really serious about this, I recorded my speech and I heard myself say like and um about a hundred times in that speech. So I wasn't any kind of pro. I definitely think there was some kind of natural gift. And I think we all are born with gifts and talents and to figure out what they are and lean into them is really beautiful. And this question, what is working can help you do that because there's probably something you're already good at that you already do. And you just maybe not don't see it in that light. I didn't see it as speaking because I wasn't charging for it because I didn't call it a speech, but I was speaking. Yeah. And so when I had that realization, it was the strongest intuitive download I've probably ever had in my life. And it was drop everything in your business, literally rename it, let go of everything. So basically it was like starting a new business in, in one sense and yeah. become a motivational speaker. And I remember it was Christmas morning, actually, that this like download occurred to me. And I'm not very good at holding things in. I can't lie, which God bless my fiance. He's so grateful. I can't lie because I'll never lie. I'm, the same. I'm literally just same way. I'm like, I'm a terrible, I will never lie. I just, I know I can't do it. So I will never do it. You know, it's a beautiful trait we have. It and is. <laughs> it's also sometimes challenging because I knew that it was very inappropriate to share this with my parents on Christmas morning. They're letting me live in their home. They're supporting me, paying for my cell phone bill, paying for the groceries, paying for my car insurance. Really grateful that they were able to do those things. And it was not easy for them because they always struggled with money. So they're making a lot of sacrifices in their life to continue to support me as a 22, 23 year old. And here I am saying, everything I've been working on for two and a half years, I'm gonna quit that and try something else. It was really alarming to them and they were pretty upset. And I remember my dad looking at me and saying, so you want to be Oprah? And I was like, yes, that's it. Like you get it. And he was saying it like a joke. Like it was funny. Right. Like I was just so far off. Like, you know, what did I, who did I think I was? And my parents believe in me so much, but they want to keep me safe, right? People who love you often want to keep you safe. And so when you want to do something unconventional, the theme of this podcast, the people who love you might not get it. They might yes. not get behind it right away. And it's okay. You don't need them to, right? You don't need anyone's approval, but your own, but your own soul, but your own heart, but your own intuition. And I knew yes. that. I believed that. And so I was just like, okay, it's okay that you don't fully get it. And I'm going to do this. And I literally, the next day, December 26th, I started emailing colleges about my speech, my paid speech that I was going to charge thousands of dollars for. I just really stepped into this identity of this is who I was. This is what I get to have. And it was like magic. 2018, I made $11,000 total in my business. And 2019, I made 110. And that was just like a beautiful skyrocketing effect of following what I felt led to, looking at what was working and trusting. And obviously, it took a lot of commitment to keep going after those failures and to get back up a lot of courage, a lot of self-belief. And I had to do a lot of inner work over the years. But it all led me to this moment. It feels like it's an overnight success, but it's clearly not, right? But it was yes. crazy to me when like all of this money just started coming in. I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's actually working. And speaking led to coaching. So around the time Caitlin and I met is when I started coaching, actually, like seriously coaching. Because after my speeches, people would come up to me and ask for help. They would say, I want to start this business or I want to figure out what career I want to follow. Can you help me? And I'm like, oh, I think people charge for this kind of thing. Let me look into yes. it. And so I started coaching. I didn't have any fancy certification. I just started where I was. I hired my first coach in April 2019 for 15K that I didn't have, put it on the payment plan and I made it work. And that's kind of when everything really started to change for me. I yeah. started to become a really good coach and, and really learn a lot about coaching and 
starting to really help my clients fall in love with my career, my business. There were definitely a lot more challenges along the way of really figuring out like who I was, what was in alignment for me and not just what other people told me that you should do in business, right? There's a lot of rules and I don't follow literally any of the rules ever. Um, And I get amazing results because I believe that it doesn't have to be that way. Like a small example that just happened to me. So I decided that I wanted to start running a Facebook ad to a freebie, which I have barely ever run Facebook ads. I played with them once in 2019 for like a week. And then I was like, I'm over this. And so I asked my my friend who's also a coach, like, Hey, like, how do you do this Facebook ad thing? And she's like, well, you just need to like write copy and pick a picture and I can help you like set it up. And I'm like, okay, cool. And she's like, you know, this one course that we're in that we both took, she's like, they have a whole like module on Facebook ads. If you want to watch it and tell you should write your copy, what you say. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to write it for my intuition. And we'll see like how, how the like cost per lead is. And she's like, okay, like I can tell you if it's a good cost per lead or not. Cause I've like been doing this. I'm like, okay, cool. So we, li- I literally write the copy in 10 minutes. I pick a picture and we turn the ads on. And a week later, I checked the ads. I'm like, yeah, the cost per lead's like a dollar. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it says it's like a dollar. And she's like, Jacqueline, that's like unreal. That's like so good. And I'm like, yeah. of course. Like, of course, people spend hours and hours and weeks and taking courses and hiring agencies and coaches doing all this stuff to get this like great cost per lead. And I listen to my intuition and I get it in 10 minutes. And I'm not different yeah. than anyone else. I just choose to believe that I don't have to play by the rules and I can have anything I want and it can be easy and the struggle's not required. So that's kind of how my business has grown from 2019 to today. And gosh, now I'm striving for like such big goals on track to multiple six figures. I even believe seven figures is possible for me this year, which is mind blowing to say. And it's really the growth over the past two years from these changes in 2019 have been just leaning into making it easy and doing what I yes. want to do the way that I want to do it and making my own rules. And it's been so fun. And I love my life. I work about 25 hours a week. I have lots of financial freedom to buy whatever I want to buy and treat the people I love to whatever I want to treat them to. And, you know, it's just, it's so beautiful, especially in a year like 2020, where there was so much struggle. Like I was able to. Yeah do good with my money. And that felt so good. And I get to employ people. I get to just do so many good things. And I love my life. And I know it only gets to get better. And I'm constantly striving for more because I know it's possible for me. And I want to set that example for others. So that's me. I'm you so do. Yes. Oh my gosh. I loved I, everything you said was so on point. And I'd like to unpack it a little bit for our listeners too, and show them even when you were in your darkest, deepest, low point, because we have all have to hit that at some point in life, honestly, to set the new track, you know, like most of the time it has to hit us over the head that we're not doing the right things. And I think that those, those avenues come in business as well. Like you and I could even go into more depth of like the challenges that come up and the pivots that you have to make. And really what it comes down to is keeping that end in mind of, and you always did that so well with this with me in coaching because I'm very minute to minute. Like I feel so hard and I feel like you and I sometimes have that similarity where in the moment it feels so heavy and it feels like the end of the world and it's hard to look forward and say to yourself like, 
okay, if I get myself up tomorrow and I take these next steps, where is that going to get me in three months from now if I continue to do that? five days a week, even if it's the smallest step. And when I started working with you, that was what really set me up. It was like one thing that I could do every day because it all seemed so big, like starting a business, getting an LLC, everybody's asking you questions. Well, what are you selling? What are you doing? Who are you in this business world? It's like so much. And then on top of it, every time you go to a networking event, people are saying, buy this course, work with me, you know, hear my story. And it's like, where do I fit in? And what are the people, who are the people that I should be working with to get me on my path? And when I met you over the phone, I literally signed up with Jacqueline on the phone call. Like by the time we hung up, I was working with her because I knew that when we started talking, like you had the same energy and you were going to show me how to get there in a way that didn't feel out of alignment for who I am, you know? And you weren't gonna say like, oh, well, this is gonna be really hard and like you're gonna hate it every day. You were like, no, you just work towards what you want so that every day it doesn't feel so heavy. It doesn't feel so scary. I'd love to talk about that a little bit more and like if you've coached any other people like that and how you've maybe helped them navigate because we have the similar personality where we're told to do something and we do it, you know? And a lot of people may not have that that same trait. There's so much here. So this is actually the reason this goes back to something we were talking about off air, why I call myself a life coach. So when I first started working with Caitlin, I called myself a business coach and I wanted to help people who wanted to build businesses. And at one point I realized that it wasn't about the business. It was about the life they wanted and the business would be a tool to create the life they wanted. And so that's what this is about. This is about zooming out and asking yourself, What do you want for your life? So it's like the ends doesn't justify the means. And that's why this whole concept of end in mind is so powerful because you can go towards the end in mind and be happy now. Like you get to have both and it's not talked about. And it's something where a lot of people get caught up in, especially when you're in this world of just, you know, hiring these coaches or listening to these podcasts and doing the exact steps they say, because they say you should do it. There's people that I freaking love, that I look up to, that I love learning from, and they say certain things, and I'm like, hell no, that's so out of alignment, 0% chance I'm doing that, right? Yes. I have learned that, and even as a coach, I mean, Caitlin, being one of my first clients, has seen me evolve as a coach. I used to say, this is the way. This is the thing that worked for me. I don't do that anymore, because what works for me might not work for you, and that's not the point of coaching, right? I can share, well, this is what I did. But here are some other ideas too. What feels in alignment for you and really tapping into your own intuition is so powerful. So anyways, I really encourage people to zoom out and say like, what do you want for your life? Like, what's the big picture? What's the vision? And I mean, if you want a business where let's say, let's say you're a female and you want to have children and you don't yet have children, but you know, you want to have them someday. For me, I'm turning 26 this year, maybe in four or five years, I'll want to have children. And when I have children, I don't want a business where I have to work eight hours a day. I want to work four hours a day, right? And spend most of my time with my kids. So what will that look like? And how can I build it with the end in mind, right? And so most people don't do that. They're like, okay, I just want to make X dollars. And so I'm going to hustle my face off and do all the things. I mean, that's kind of what I did in 2019, to be honest. Like I hustled my way to six figures. Now my business looks so different. I don't do that. But I did because that's all I knew. And I didn't know anything else was possible for me. And I remember so vividly the end of 2019, October, 
I was at James Wedmore's conference, Business by Design, and I met this girl and she told me that she has a multiple six-figure company and she worked three to four hours a day. And it blew my mind. It goes back to that idea of you only can really like imagine something if you've, if you've seen it, right? Like how can we just, yeah. it's like um, they say that you can't imagine people's faces you've never seen. So when you dream, it's maybe a stranger you walked by on the street. If it's someone random in a dream you think you've never met before, you probably have seen their face somewhere because our brains can't just make up a face really weird. Yeah. Really crazy. But that's interesting. Yeah. It's the same thing with like business goals or goals for your life or what you want. It's like, you can't imagine it. So anyways, I met this girl and I was like, what? That's possible. And all of a sudden my new thing was like, I want to work less. I want to work less. How can I work less? And I mean, I went through lots of fun developments with this. The point is I had the end in mind. And when I really started to scale my business and think about where I wanted to go, I didn't act from a place of this is what I want today. I acted from a place of this is my dream life. This is everything I want for my life. What does that look like? So I make a lot of vision boards. I honestly make a new vision board like every few months because I just get so excited about new ideas and new goals. I look at the money. I think money is really important. And I think about, I did it this morning, literally this morning. I went, how much money do I actually want to be making? And I Mm -hmm. mapped out everything how much money I want to spend every month, how much money I want to save, how much money I want to invest, taxes that I'm going to be paying, like everything. And I looked at it, I'm like, why aren't I striving for that now? Right? If that's what I want, why aren't I going for it now? And so I think that the theme here is that it can feel intimidating when you look at your big goals. But when you zoom out and you say, hey, this is my dream life, right? This is what I get to have. The thing is that I believe, that I choose to believe, the desire wouldn't be on your heart if it wasn't meant for you. God universe would not place it there if you were not meant to achieve it. God is yeah. teasing you. The universe isn't teasing you, right? It's not just there to be like, hee this is what you think you can have, but you can't, right? It's there because you can have it. You just have to take the steps, right? One day at a time. You might not have it tomorrow. Sometimes it takes time, right? But you get to have that. And so when you have that big vision in mind, that is meaningful, that's filled with feelings and emotions. And when things get really hard, and it's funny because oftentimes our clients also see us go through the hard times. So Caitlin was actually there for me. One of the hardest days in my business, it literally felt like my world was going to end. I had to let go of an employee. It was, it was really challenging. And I was, I mean, I was devastated. I was stopping. I felt like my heart was like, so I literally felt like I was going to have a heart attack. I don't know what maybe a panic attack feels like or something. I don't know, but it was, it was really heavy. And you know that. And the thing is like on days like that, because I think they're inevitable, hard days are inevitable. And I don't think they're actually hard. I think it's our like 3D human perception that it's hard. I think that they're actually good and they're serving us. Yeah. That day really served me for a variety of reasons. I stopped people pleasing. I started putting myself first. I thought about what I really wanted in my business. I actually don't want a team of like a ton of full-time employees. I prefer having like contractors and I'd rather manage way less people. It's just something I learned through that process, right? The point is through those hard times when they're really hard, the hard days, you might be having one right now when you're listening, or you may have had one recently, or you may have one next week. When you have that vision, the end that's in your mind, it's not so hard. It feels hard. It sucks. It's uncomfortable. You have to do uncomfortable things, but you're willing. You're willing because you know that your dream life is waiting. And you know that you yeah. have to have it. And you know that the only thing holding you back from that dream life is you giving up. 
as long as you take a step forward every day, and for the record, your step forward on certain days that are really hard, maybe like feed yourself dinner and get a good night's sleep. Your step forward right. always have to be like business, 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 or goals, 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 career, career, career. It could literally be, I mean, for me, you know this, Caitlin, I talk about like, I'm getting my nails done, I'm working, and people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's part of my job is taking care of myself. Part of my job, I, I attract what I'm a vibrational match to, and when I feel that, I make more money. And I believe that. So your next step doesn't always have to be like hustle grind. It just needs to be a next step forward in the direction that you want to go for your life. And when you have that end in mind, you get to create that and you get to be happy and find peace and joy in the present as well. Yes. And that's yeah. the magic. That's what was so hard for me. Like when we first started working together, I'll get really real with our listeners. Like Jacqueline was so honest with me. Like you have to put yourself first. You need to journal or find something that fuels you and is lifting you up. And when I saw Jacqueline in this state and we were meeting for coffee it really was a wake up call for me too. Like my peer who I look up to so much and they go through these ups and downs in business as well. And there's never this like moment where you've ever really made it, you know, like it's always a challenge. It's just life. And if you can't live in the discomfort without being happy in those moments or at least navigating when to get back on track or get back to that end result, it's really difficult in the moment to like remind yourself that you're okay and that everything will come back to you. But you are so great at that. And I think that that's something that most entrepreneurs need to remember as they're first starting and put themselves first. Because the only way I was able to do that was to actually like tap in to my emotions because I had actually, they, they had caused so much anxiety with starting the business and not having any money. And I was in a similar position where we were buying a home in the next couple years and we weren't making any money. And it was really scary. And instead of realizing that and tapping into the way I was feeling and zoning out, zooming out how you're saying, getting the perspective, I just lived in it. And like, I would live in it every day and it would cause so much tension in my shoulders, like in my body physically. And then I started incorporating all these practices that you've been telling me to incorporate for a year at the time. And it worked. Like I gave myself space. And I think a lot of us don't give ourselves that space and time. Like when we chatted that day, it was just, you needed time, you know, to like realize this is how I'm feeling. And these are the pressures. These pressures are giving me this end result and it's not what I want. So how can I change that? And if you don't even give yourself the time to process or feel those emotions and you're just pushing them down, it's going to come back up eventually and it's going to bite you in the butt another way, which hopefully wouldn't be, you know, worse, like a legal action or something. But I feel like that's so true. And when we're going through this early on, if we don't tap into it, it could be a negative thing down the line for most entrepreneurs. Does that kind of make sense? Like with the coaching side of it? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think just in American culture, especially, I don't know about, actually, I have a lot of international clients and especially in Europe, it's actually more similar than you would think for like entrepreneurs, at least. Yeah. I think there's this clutch to be busy and busy is better. And 
busy is a way to suppress your emotions. Busy is a way to not feel what's actually going on under the surface. I think that's why there's so many, I mean, I'm not a relationship coach, but I, but as a life coach, I do talk to my clients about their relationships often. And I think that's why there's so many divorces. Like for example, when kids move out because like they just suppress the marital problems with busyness and then they realize that there's problems. Right. And so I think that when we suppress anything with being busy, it's not okay. And when we don't feel our emotions, they come up, right? Yeah. Universe will rearrange things to force you to feel them often. So that's why sometimes it's like, oh, I got really sick or hurt my ankle or whatever it is, because like you need to slow down. Oftentimes we manifest those things. And I think this is a good message because oftentimes people think in the world of like manifestation that you can't feel negative emotions or you won't be able to manifest the things you want, but that's actually not true. We need to feel our emotions and it's actually really wonderful to process them and feel them. And I think the thing that I've done in the past few years is I've gotten better at feeling them and releasing them faster. So it's like, I can shoot yeah. out of that bad state faster because I have all these tools and I have all these affirmations and I've been working on rewiring my brain to think differently. And so because I've literally wired in a belief that everything's happening in my favor and the universe has my back, then when something bad happens, I, I'm able to go to that belief and be like, okay, I'm going to feel this. It feels crappy. I feel scared. I feel disappointed. I feel rejected. I'm going to release it. And I believe and I trust this new belief, right? And so yeah. that's kind of the work, the inner work that personal development can really help you do, which is so pivotal for entrepreneurs because, and for everyone, really, there will be hard times. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not a, really a bad thing. It's just our perception that it's bad. I told him that's like the first episode that I actually put out was all about the challenges that I faced as a child and how that set me up to have this entrepreneurial mindset. And it's not to say that you ever reach this mindset or like conquer this mindset. It's something that you have to work towards every day. It's like manifesting doesn't just happen. Like we have to work towards it or consciously believe that we're working towards our goals to see the things come back. And I think, again, it's like, the universe is showing you all of this stuff. Half the time they're giving, it's giving you what you're asking for, but you haven't opened up your eyes to even realize, oh, I need to change my path, or this is maybe a cool idea that I should throw out to my audience today and see how they react. And you're so great at just throwing it out there and seeing what happens. And the experimentation that you've had in your business has really inspired me in Meraki to just go for it and try it out. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, why are we all so nervous and so afraid? It's like we put these pressures on ourselves internally and we think everyone else perceives us like that or they'll have this perception of our business. And most of the time, it's just us really doing it to ourselves and those limiting beliefs that keep coming up and creating these patterns, and then we're not able to get out of it. So I love that you are always just willing to go for it. And I know you gave a little bit more tips about that earlier, but is there any other way you would say, you know, to put that foot forward and just take that next step? And how can people get out of that comfort zone if they're early on? Yeah, so I think one of the best ways to look at it is looking at the worst case scenario, which is a, it seems counterintuitive, but it's actually a tool that I use in coaching pretty often when people feel so afraid because their brains convince them that the worst case scenario is like really horrible. Like their brains convince them like, I'm going to be homeless or I'm going to die or like a horrible things that are just not going to happen. Like, so when you look at the worst case scenario, usually you're going to be no worse off than you are now. Right. And so like, 
if you put some new product or service out there and nobody buys it, the only thing you will have spent is time. And if you feel that, oh, well, I can't do that because I can't waste time, then there's some time mindset that needs to be worked on because time is actually abundant. It's infinite, right? 24 hours in a day, that's just like a human construct we created. It's, it's not really real. It's just a random amount of time that we decided it was in a day, but time goes on and on and on and on, right? And at the same time, yes. time is so precious. A lot of manifestation and mindset and spirituality is a paradox. And when you can hold both at the same time, that's how you know you understand it. So I can hold this space of like time is so precious and so abundant at the same time. And that's how it's kind of, I, I get it. I'm living it. Yeah. I have had to do a lot of inner work on my mindset around time. I used to be like, I can't waste time. And so if you're kind of going there in this example, just kind of take a mental note that this is something maybe you want to work on is relationship with time. The power of now was a really good book by Eckhart Tolle to read that helps with that. But anyways, when you realize that the worst case scenario isn't so bad, like I'm not going to be any worse off, then you might as well just go for it because the best case scenario is really great. And the thing is like hope or fear is believing in the unseen. Either way, you're believing that it's going to go terribly or you're believing that it's going to go wonderfully. And we get what we believe, number one. And number two, why wouldn't you choose to believe something that makes you feel good? And this is where the real magic has happened for me. I've chosen to believe in myself, not for the results. The results are awesome and I want them and I know I get to have them and I know they're coming. But I've really chosen to believe in myself because I feel good today. Yeah. It's changed on the outside. Believing in myself and believing that these things are coming makes me excited and happy today in the present. So you can just choose to believe for those reasons. You can just choose to go for it for those reasons. And that's really fun. And that's when you're really detached from your goals. And I think that's where a lot of the magic happens. Yeah, it's so true. Like when you set a goal for me, especially being like really empathic and just, I can put a lot of pressure on myself naturally. Like that's just kind of who I am as a person, not the greatest personality trait, honestly, but I would set these goals and then I wouldn't make them. And instead of being like, oh, well, that just wasn't meant to be, or like that wasn't supposed to happen. I would put all this pressure on myself. And I think exactly what you're saying, shifting out of that to just believe like, okay, I set this goal. If it happens, amazing. If not, it will come when it's time. And it just wasn't time. And if I think back on half of the goals that I wish that I reached at that moment, like talk about overwhelm and talk about so not ready for that growth and like really not in a place, didn't even understand what it really took to be a business owner at that time. So it's like the universe is really always working to your benefit. And I liked how you explained the paradox of understanding time is precious and time is also infinite because that's really what I believe, you know, like I truthfully, that's like a belief that I have. Like I think that time is infinite, you know, like when I think about the things that we're teaching and like the conversations that we have, like in this moment, but in so many moments to come, we can affect so many people and change so many people's lives. And that's why I'm doing it. Like I'm not doing it to even get money anymore. You know, like it's like just changed so much. And when you go in with that different mindset, 
it just comes back to you tenfold. Like the universe is like, yes, you have it down. Like, yes, you understood what we were trying to explain is that it's more the energy. Like it really is just energy. And the way you show up is what you get back. It's like any other thing that you do, like engaging on Instagram. It's the exact same thing, you know? Yeah, it's literally the law of karma. I'm reading the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra. One of the chapters is called the law of cause and effect, also known as the law of karma. And it's like, literally what you put out, you get back. And it's not always in the same sort of currency. So like you might put out a smile and some kindness and you might get money back. Oh my gosh, this is this happened yesterday. We got pizza for dinner. And I think the pizza was like, I don't know, $13. And I gave a 20. And then they gave me the change and I just took the change right away and put it in the tip jar. And I was like, that's a pretty good tip for a pizza. And I was thinking to myself, like, yeah. that's so nice. Like, I, I just, I love tipping. It's like one of my things. Like, I just, it makes me feel so good because as a waitress trying to build my business, I think that's where it comes from, this like kind of connection to it. So anyways, I was thinking like, I did that because it felt good, not because I want to get something back, right? But I know yeah. that I'm going to get something back. Does that make sense? And so I was walking out of the pizza shop thinking this. And as I'm walking out, I'm waiting for the light to cross the street. A girl runs out and goes, ma'am, your wallet. And I'm like, this is what I'm getting back. I left my wallet in there. <laughs> and I laughed. And I'm like, thank God there's good people. Because, I mean, losing your wallet is the most painful thing in the whole world. Calling all your cards, canceling them, trying yes. to figure out where you put it down. This is something that I've done many times in my life. So I know it. And it's, it's funny because you really do get it back. And, and it's beautiful when you can give from a place of not needing it back and not necessarily wanting it back. Like you give just, just to give because it makes you feel good. But you yeah. also just trust that it's coming back. And you, you're allowed to give yes. like wanting it back. Like I think there's nothing wrong with that, right? You just don't give for that reason. You give and you know it's coming back. And that's when just again, magic miracles happen. Like so much beauty happens in your life when you sort of live by these universal laws. Yes, it's so, it really is. It's so powerful. And I, I know like most of our listeners, it might even seem a little bit so much to unpack, like everything that we're going over in these past 40 minutes, it might seem like a lot of mindset shifts. And like when I first started doing this type of business, even though I had learned about the secret at, you know, such a young age and really incorporated that type of mindset law of attraction, like in my life, I didn't know how to, how it would fold into the business, you know, like at the time I'm like, well, isn't business supposed to be, you know, really buttoned up and businessy and have no, you know, correlation to your life. And then I started to realize, well, isn't that the beauty of starting my own business so it can be whatever we want? And you always told me that early on, like there are no rules. And that was what I needed to hear because I'm one of those people where like, everything is a rule. And like, I have to abide by this, you know, like, it's kind of like the lying thing. Like, I just don't do that. Like, it's like a rule. And giving myself this freedom allowed me to find all of these gifts that I had maybe suppressed my entire life. Like, all throughout growing up, like I had minor dyslexia, like I was in these smaller classes and, you know, given certain types of educational pieces because I couldn't read as fast as everyone else or I didn't have great reading comprehension. And now I teach people how to write and like how people perceive readings like on Instagram. Like it's so backwards, but my, my whole childhood, I was told I don't write well, you know, 
you'll never write well, you'll maybe never read. Like these were things that people told me. So it was kind of a limiting belief that they had thrown on me that I had to say to myself, like, I no longer want to carry this identity that I, or this story that I told myself my whole life, you know, that's just no longer who I am. And I'm moving on. I've got my education. I've overcome those challenges. I taught myself how to read. (laughs) I taught myself how to comprehend reading. And I've also done a really good job at it. Like I'm, I'm actually really good at it. And that was when I started believing in myself and I got the job and I ended up growing the Instagram following so rapidly just through a few messages that we had put together. It was so powerful, but it can be just the smallest shift. And unless you open up your brain to that and even to digest that this is happening to you, how would you even know that this is like now a gift, you know? Yeah, there's so much in that story. I love that you told that story. Two things that stand out to me as like tangible takeaways for listeners. The first is that identity creates everything in your life. So your identity creates your beliefs. Your beliefs create your thoughts. Your thoughts create your words. Your words create your actions. And your actions create your reality. So if all of that sounds complicated, here's what you need to take away. Whatever your identity is creates your circumstances. It's a trickle down from there. Let me give you a quick example to make it tangible. So if you have the identity, I am lazy, and then you set a New Year's resolution to go to the gym five days a week, what's going to happen is your identity is I am lazy. Your beliefs are that you're not the type of person that is healthy and fit. And this is all subconscious. So you're not consciously saying, I'm not the type. You're saying, I got this. New Year's resolution. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. And I use this example because it's very, 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 very common. Then after beliefs become your thoughts. So you might have a conscious thought of like, uh, the alarm went off. It's 5 a.m. It's January 27th. And I don't really feel like getting out of bed today. I'm tired. Maybe I should just skip the gym today. And then your words are, yeah, there's not really words in this example because you'd be talking to yourself. So we're going to skip that. But if you're having a conversation with someone who come out in your words, so then your actions become, I'm not going to go to the gym today. I'm going to skip it. And your circumstances become, it's a year later. You're setting your next year's New Year's resolution. You're trying the same thing again because it didn't work last year. And you're like, I don't have any willpower. What's wrong with me? But the truth is there's nothing wrong with you. Most humans don't have willpower. It's literally your identity. And so I believe that we can change anything about our identity. There's science on that. It's called neuroplasticity. And it's the way we can rewire our brain and form new neural pathways. And primarily it's through repetition, which is why affirmations are so powerful. Visualization, some of these kind of mindset tools, doing meditations, hypnosis, anything like that can be really powerful for rewiring your brain. That being said, identity is everything. And if you feel like you have an identity of something that you think is holding you back from the thing you actually want, like we don't have to change everything about our identity, right? Like it's okay if, you know, you have a certain, I don't know, all kinds of things like, but we can change anything, right? So we can. So look at the end, getting back to the theme. Look at the end, look at that big picture vision that you want for your life. And is there an identity you're holding that is literally a roadblock? I want you to imagine like only drive where the identity creates the road. So if, if you want to have a seven figure business and you have the identity that I'm broke, there's going to be a cone in the way and it's going to be so heavy that you literally can't drive through it. And so you keep driving into the cone, like what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. You burn out and you give up. But all you had to do was move the freaking cone, right? You got to get like a, some kind of, I don't know, I don't know construction, but something that can move heavy things, uh, some kind of pallet and move Exactly. And so that's the identity work. That's the mindset work. And that's why, again, with life coaching, we do so much identity work 
and mindset work because you can only take so much action. And if your, and your yeah. action doesn't really matter. It matters that the energy it's coming from, the intention behind it, right? There's one person can take an action and it's confident as hell. And one person can take that same action, another person, and be desperate. And the confident person is yeah. successful and desperate person isn't. And I learned this with coaching because I would tell my clients, this is what you do when I first started. Like, for example, and Caitlin started working with me. She was in a program that was like 90 days to start your business. And I was like, these are the steps. And some people thrived and some people didn't. And I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong with the steps? And I realized later, it's not the steps. It's their energy. It's their intention. It's their belief. It's their identity, right? That all matters so much more. So that's the first thing from your story that was really powerful. The second thing that was really powerful is when you were talking about how you started this business and you had to like work through these identity shifts and um, sort of create a different reality. The thing that really stands out to me in that is this concept of sort of quantum leaping into the version of you that you want it to be. And through that process, you realize that it could be easy and one thing could create the shift, right? So you were like, I literally sent a few messages and it created everything. And this is kind of the same concept as the identity that it was a belief. So you literally stepped into this belief system, whether you realize it or not, that this could be easy. Something in mm-hmm. you gave you that belief. Maybe it was a past experience. Maybe it was someone, someone told you, maybe it was a story you read online of someone who it was easy for them, right? And, and you had a belief that said that. And so it happened because literally our beliefs physically manifest whether we know we have the beliefs or not. And so it's the same thing of the example I gave earlier with the Facebook app and how it was so easy and I have such a good, whatever it's called, class. I don't even know what it's freaking called because I don't know anything about it, but I know it's good. Click rate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. click right? rate or something. Um, and it's just, it's just so beautiful to see how our beliefs manifest. So if you're listening, I encourage you to think about what are my beliefs that are manifesting? And this is a harsh reality for people. Look at your life. Look at your business. Look at what's going on. Look at your relationships. If something is not going the way you want it to, don't beat yourself up. Don't use personal development as this punching bag, right? Be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace. But no, maybe you can change some beliefs that will change your results because your life is like a mirror. It's like a mirror for what your beliefs are. And so when it's not exactly what you want yet, that's okay. You can just change your beliefs. It gets to be that easy. So change them, right? And and the purpose of changing them is just awareness. Awareness is enough. I always say that because this goes a step further. Whatever you believe manifests, right? I've said that a million times. So if you believe that in order to rewire your brain and change your beliefs, it's going to take writing your affirmations a hundred times a day and three months of practice and all this BS stuff, then it will. If you believe that awareness is enough, then it can be. It's not to say that it always will be. Sometimes it's really deep. There's a lot of like subconscious work you have to do, meaning you don't consciously even realize you're thinking those thoughts. But it can be. And so I choose to believe that awareness is enough. So I would start there if you're listening to this. Um, so thanks for sharing that story because I feel like it was really powerful. Yeah, no, thank you. And I thought that was great the way you unpacked it too, like for our listeners, because you as being a life coach, it's something that I I can't teach people how to do yet, you know, even if I ever could. Like, it's so hard for me to explain what you taught me and what you even teach me now. Like when we have our calls, it's like, 
I know that every time I get off the phone, we're talking about the end result. And that brings me joy. Like I look forward to our calls because it's setting me up, you know, like it's helping me manifest the bigger goal, the real thing that matters, like what I actually care about. Because all of these steps, I do care about them, right? Like I do care about this podcast, for example. I love this podcast, but The podcast is such a great, fun way for me to reach my goals, and that's why I do it, right? And I also want to help people, and it's coming from a side of service and offering advice and creating this community for people to come and feel safe talking about these challenges that we face as business owners, because there really isn't a space where... I felt safe except when I was talking to Jacqueline about these inner pieces of work, like these dark times in your business that everyone has and it's okay to have them. You're going to have a low and just know that you can reach out to either of us. I want Jacqueline to share the way that you can get in touch with her, but you guys know where to find me on Instagram. You can always send me a DM if you need support or if you're having a low day just reach out to us. Like we can help you and even just send you a little quote to shift that mindset. Like it's sometimes all you need to just get out of your own way for that day. But yeah, Jacqueline, please share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. First of all, Caitlin, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. So much good stuff has been unpacked. And because of that, I want to close on this concept of there was a lot we talked about here. You do not need to memorize it all, write it all down. If you just take away one thing that resonates with you, and that's actually your job, like as a business owner that is constantly learning, looking to create more of this end in mind in your life, if you consume everything you hear, your brain's going to explode. That's what I did in the beginning. And that's why 2019, even though I got results, was like hard hustle because I just did everything I was told. The best thing you can do for yourself is consume with an open mind and an open heart and reach your hand out and just take the pieces that you need today. There might be one thing in this podcast that you needed today. One thing I said, one thing Caitlin said that you're like, that's what I needed today. And you might come back to this episode three months from now and be like, oh, remember Jacqueline said that thing? Or, oh, remember Caitlin said that thing? I need that today. I remembered that, right? But just take the one thing you need. So that's the first thing. Second thing, I would love to connect. If you love podcasts, you can find me on the Spark Your Light podcast. Caitlin was actually, I think, my first guest ever. So you got to scroll back pretty far. But you can find our episode and even kind of like hear both of our growths just from where we were at and what we were talking about. It's kind of fun. And I'm also on Instagram at Jacqueline DeGregorio. So those would be great places to connect. Yeah, and I'll have all of her information in the show notes for you all to connect with her. Definitely go back and re-rewatch that episode. It was so fun recording. And I remember the first day, this will be the last note that I give you all before we go. But the day that Jacqueline asked me to be her first guest, I was so excited. I probably didn't even tell you this, but I like ran around my house. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to be on Jacqueline's podcast. I'm like telling everyone. And it was such a big deal because it was one of the first podcasts I was on and I just looked up to you so much. So thank you for guiding me on this journey always. And please go listen to her podcast. She's fantastic and really gives great manifestation tips. So if you liked this conversation, it's definitely up your alley. So we'll have everything in the notes for you guys. But thank you so much, Jacqueline. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. I'm so grateful for you. And this just shows the power for everyone of like coach client relationship. Like it can be so freaking powerful. My heart is so warm right now. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Thanks everybody. See you next time. 
Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius and I'm the producer of Krista Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality.